Turn with me, please, in the scriptures to the book of Psalm, Psalm 34. In Psalm 34, verse 8 says, O taste and see that the Lord is good. Everybody say that out loud. O taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Do you trust in him? Then you are blessed. Somebody say, I'm blessed. Now, what does that mean? That term's thrown around a lot in Christian circles. And uh, you hear it just about every time somebody sneezes. <laughs> God bless you. What does that mean? Hmm? That can be an empty habit. God bless you. In a lot of people's mind and mouth means nothing. It's just a religious, traditional phrase. But it's never been that out of the mouth of God. And it's never been that in the Word. Bless is real. To be blessed is to have something imparted to you beyond what you had. To be blessed is to have something added to you. To be increased. To be enabled. Hallelujah. <laughs> so if, if there really is a real blessing coming to you, you need to get in receiving mode. Is that right? Go and I receive it. I receive it. You receive what? I receive the, the something good of God added to me. Enabling me. Empowering me. To succeed and to be victorious and to become greater. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusts in him. Verse 10 says, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger. But they that seek the Lord shall not want any good. Thing is added by the translators, but is good not limited to good thing, just good, including good things, but good not limited to things. Who's going to not want any good? Those that what? Seek the Lord. Now it's not just going to automatically fall on you. You have to seek it. You have to pursue it. You have to look for it. Go for it. Reach for it. What did Jesus say? Seek and you shall find. Ask. You shall receive. It will be given to you. Knock and it will be open to you. you the Bible said you have not because you didn't ask. Right? Then he goes on to talk about you don't receive if you ask wrongly. You got to ask in faith. Amen. Right heart, right motive, faith. But if you don't have because you didn't ask, well, then you don't find because you didn't seek. It's not open because you didn't knock. Amen. Come on. A lot of folks are waiting on the Lord when it's not his move. It's our move to seek, ask, knock. We talked uh, Friday night about draw near to him, come close to him, and what will happen? Now, how does this start? With him coming closer to you? No. He's already moved. Jesus already came close. Right? Came out of heaven. Became a man. Took our sins. Paid the price. Sat down at the right hand of God where he makes intercession for us. He's already moved. He's already come to us. It's time for us to respond. Seek and you shall find. Well, Hebrews 11, we talked about this. Hebrews 11, 6. He said, without faith, it's what? Impossible. Difficult. <laughs> Challenging. <laughs> Impossible? 
It's the same idea that you see in the scripture where it says it's impossible for God to lie. What does that mean? That means it ain't going to happen. Can't happen. Not going to happen. Well, what's not going to happen here? You're not going to please him. No matter what you do. You know, no matter how much you pray, it's not going to please God unless you prayed in faith. No matter how much you give, you could give huge sums of money. But it's not going to please God unless you do it in faith. Everything that you do, uh, you can't impress God with your mind or with your action. You can't write a big check and God go, whoo, look at that. <laughs> you can't impress him with a big number. He creates stars and planets. <laughs> you know what does touch him and impress him? Jesus revealed the heart of the Father in everything that he said and did. And on more than one occasion, he remarked and said, and this is Keith Moore paraphrase, mm, 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 I hadn't seen faith like that in the whole country. What impressed the master? Faith. Hallelujah. And we, we know everything he's saying and expressing is a direct revelation of the Father himself. So faith impresses and pleases God, who's not easily impressed. When you've seen everything <laughs> like he has. And yet, did you know the Bible says in 1 Peter that God is going to praise our faith in time to come? Now, now that's a thought. What a thought. When all this is over and those that have had faith in him and been faithful to him, he's going to praise their faith. God. Whoo. How about us having some then? Right? How about us having some? The just shall live by faith. Walk by faith. This is a victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith. Can you begin to see when we got that on the front of the church and the sign and everything? Faith life. What kind of life we live in? A faith life. We live in a faith life. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. For he that comes to God must believe, and he mentions two things, that you have to believe in order to come to God and please God with faith. What are they? Number one, you got to believe that God is. God's real. He exists. And he's God. Creator of the heavens and the earth. How many are absolutely convinced? You are fully persuaded. God yeah. is. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's real. Yeah. I know there's a lot of folks don't believe it today. Scattered throughout the world and country. They, they've become educated. They think religion is a crutch for the weak minded. But the Bible says if you don't believe there's a God, you're the fool. Right. The fool says in his heart, there is no God. Huh. No, you must believe that he is. Somebody say, I believe. I believe. God, is. God is. And what else do you have to believe? A lot of Christians believe that first one. But they don't go the rest of the way. They don't believe the next part. What else must you believe? You must believe he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. A rewarder. A rewarder. You know what the, another way of saying this is? You got to believe he's a good God. Why? Why would you say that? I got scripture for it. I knew you'd want to know the scriptures. The Bible says concerning him. That those that seek him. Are going to find good. Ezra is one such place. Don't turn there. But Ezra 8.22 says, The hand of our God, I'm part of it here, is upon all them for good that seek him. The latter part of the verse. 
The hand of our God is upon all them. What? For good that seek him. The Young's literal says the hand of our God is upon all seeking him for good. That's a very literal translation of the original Hebrew. The hand of our God is upon all seeking him for good. For good. When you seek him, what are you going to find? Because God is good. If you're looking for God, you're looking for good. God is good. Right? If you're looking for something bad, you're not looking for God. Because he's not bad. He's good. The scripture talks about the goodness of God throughout the entire Bible. Genesis to Revelation. You see it over and over and over. And it is a phrase that is common and popular throughout Christendom. It'd be hard to find a Christian anywhere that you say, is God good or is he not good? And they would say, God's good. And yet, many, millions of church-going people will turn right around and tell you in some form or fashion that God did something bad. Well, that doesn't work. Because the same Bible tells us that good comes out of the good. And evil comes out of evil. If God does evil, then part of him is evil. If evil comes out of him, then part of him is evil. And there's a lot of people, whether they want to say it or not, or how they want to say it, they believe God has a dark side. No matter how they want to express it, they do. And when we started praying a couple of years ago and as a church believing for God to show us what's him and what's not him, the further we go, it's getting clearer to me. This, what we're on right now, the goodness of God is a direct answer to that prayer. And I can see it begins strongly with us. When the Lord gave us the series called You Choose. Now if you haven't heard that. Let me encourage you. Get it. And study through that with us. Because we deal with some errors in the church. Like what? Like God is in control. Somebody said error? Yeah. And like everything happens for a reason. How much of the church world believes those two things? God is in control. Total control of everything. And everything happens for a reason. Well, it must be, must be a reason. Well, I'm sure there is a reason. That don't mean it was God's will. That the reason was God's will or God's plan. And what we begin to see here too is that people are calling evil good and good evil and attributing evil things to God. People are telling and saying, preachers are saying that God will put cancer on you. God is putting AIDS on people. That God is sent, sent a tornado into a mobile home park and kill children. And people stand and weep over the caskets of, of children. And the pastors tell them God needed another angel in the choir. And we just don't understand it. But everything works out for the good. And there must have been some reason. Those things are not true. Amen. They're not true. People getting killed in storms is evil. It's bad. It's not good. Destruction. Stealing. Killing. Destroying is evil. And it's not good. And because it's not good, 
It's not God. I said it's not God. There is somebody who is called the destroyer. There is someone that Jesus said doesn't come unless he's coming to steal and to kill and to destroy. Does anybody know who that might be? That is the devil, the thief, the killer, the destroyer. His name's called Apollyon, Abaddon. It means the destroyer. He's a real being. He's a real entity. And he has those that are with him. Somebody say, well, yeah, but God made the devil. Actually, he didn't. He made an anointed cherub. Who made the devil? The devil made the devil. Amen. And the scripture said, we, we dealt with this on the first part of this series. Ecclesiastes talks about God has made man good, but they have sought out many inventions. One translation says, many ways to be bad. God did not make men bad. He made men good. Then who made them bad? They did. Being made in the likeness and image of God means we have creative ability. God's a creator. We have creative ability. And the scriptures talk about people who are inventors of evil things. What does that mean? Well, Satan's called the father of lying. Where did lying come from? Satan fathered it. He used the abilities God made him with to create something evil. That's not God's doing. I said, that's not God's doing. How many think we must stop attributing evil to God? We must stop it. Something that irks me is to hear people say, for all kind of reasons... You know, maybe they just got a, a short fuse and a bad temper, or maybe they're this way or that. And they'll say, well, you know, I, I, God made me this way. You just have to love me. No, God didn't make you messed up. And people with all kind of perversions and all kind of distortions will very adamantly tell you, well, God made me this way. If it's wrong, if it's bad, if it's distorted, God did not make you that way. No, he didn't. Anybody read in Genesis when God made everything? What did it say? He made this and it was good. He made this and it was good. He made that and it was good. He made this and it was good. He made this and that was good. And then he looked at everything he made and behold, it was very good. Amen. Was there anything that God made that was bad? No. Not one thing. So all the bad is something that happened after he created it. Amen. Not something he did, but something that men did and something that the devil did. But God has always been and is only good. Do you believe that, saints? God is good. He's all good. He's only good. And he always will be good. So what's God? And what's not God? It's real simple. If it's God, it's good. If it's not good, it's not God. A three-year-old could understand it. But people go to school and they get their theology degrees and it gets complicated. I mean, people will try to tell you that God and the devil are working together. Some kind of great cosmic plan we have no... Co- if God and the devil are working together, we can, we can give up today. What, we don't even know what to do. It's not true. I said, it's not true. It's not true. It's not true. Psalm one nineteen sixty eight. Psalm 119.68 says, the NIV says, you are good, and what you do is good. 
I like the Living Bible, and you'll find this, the more I'm studying this, the more I'm seeing this. It'll say truly, good, or surely, and what those words mean are only. If you look it up in the original, it means only. You are good and what? Do only good. And then he talks about following. Following. The uh, Message Bible says it like this. You are good and the source of good. Train me in your goodness. We have to choose to seek the goodness and follow the goodness. You're good. You're only good. You're the source of good. Train me, as the living Bible talked about, follow, and train me in your goodness. How many want to know more about the goodness of God? Say it out loud then. Let's pray the prayer. Release your faith. Say it out loud. Father God, I am convinced you are good. You are the source of good. You are only good. There is no darkness in you. There is no evil in you. At all. Teach me. Train me. Help me to see. To find. And to follow. Your goodness. Your goodness. In Jesus name. Amen. We ask it. We believe we receive it. Go to John, please, the 10th chapter. John chapter 10. John 10. Anybody know what's in John 10? Anything good in John 10? Oh, yeah. There's something good on every page of this Bible. John 10. Jesus said, Verily, verily, I say to you, he that enters not by the door into the sheepfold, but climbs up some other way, the same as a thief and a robber. The person who's right comes the right way. Beware of the people that want to huddle in a corner and whisper. Beware of the people that want you to meet them in the dark alley. They want to climb through the window. They want to sneak in the back door. If you're right, you can come right. That's a sermon right there. (laughs) If you're right, you come right. You come to the the, the front door. Why? Because you don't have anything to hide. You're not trying to trick anybody. And that's what he's saying. I'm the good shepherd. I didn't sneak in the back. <laughs> I come in the front door. Some people that, that try to come up some other way, try to come up some sneaky way, that's a sign of a thief and a robber. Keep reading. He that enters in by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. Oh, glory to God. Keep reading. To him the porter opens and the sheep hear his voice And he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. Somebody say, he knows my name. He knows knows my name. (laughs) He knows my name. Reminds you of the 23rd Psalm, doesn't it? The Lord. Whose shepherd? Whose shepherd? The Lord is my shepherd. And here's the big question. What kind of shepherd? Is he? Out of, he's amazing. He is many, many things. But again and again, when it talks about the shepherd, what one word does it use to describe? Well, you think about it. Some say he, he's wise. Well, yeah, wise is good. He's powerful. Yeah, powerful is good. He's love. Love is good. Right? Everything you want to say, you could sum up by saying he's good. He's forgiving. That's good. good. Keep reading. When he he puts forth his own sheep, 
He goes before them and the sheep follow him for they know his voice. Now friend, get this fixed with you. I've had people come to me I don't know at the times and said, Brother Keith, would you pray with me? Would you pray for me? Would you believe with me? I got to make this big decision and I just, I can't seem to hear from God. I've prayed, I've done everything I know and I just can't seem to hear from him. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I just, I, I don't, I'm not getting it. I'm not getting it. And again and again, I've told them, well, will you do this one thing? Well, if, if I can, I said, you can, just, it's a choice. What? Quit saying that. Don't ever say again, I can't hear from God. That's contrary to the Bible. Your words are stout against him. What did the Bible say? My sheep. They know my voice. Are you his sheep? Do you believe the Bible? Is the Bible true? Then you know his voice. Come on, somebody say, I know his voice. Oh, that'll help you so much. Just believe, just agreeing with what he said will actually begin to open the door to the Holy Spirit in your life. But if you say, I just can't get it, I can't get it, that's fear, that's unbelief, and it's actually something worse. It's rebellion. It's looking at this and going, that's not true. I know he said I know his voice, but I don't. Y'all pray for me. I need help. I can't get it. I can't hear. I'm not spiritual like all of y'all. I can't get it. Well, no, your biggest problem is you're hard-headed. You got to submit to him and have some faith. If he says you know his voice, come on, I want you to tell me what you say. I don't care how it feels or what it looks like. He's right. Agree with him and things will immediately get better. He says, sheep, I'm your shepherd. I know your name and you know me. And you know my voice. Mm-hmm. What do you say? Yes, <laughs> yes I do. What you say is true. Yes, I do. Come on, somebody say it out loud again. I'm his sheep. And I know his voice. That's already helping some folks right here. I, I'm his sheep. I know his voice. I know his voice. A number of people need to go around the rest of this week, just from time to time, you need to say that out loud. I know his voice. I know his voice. I know his voice. I'm his sheep. I know his voice. I know his voice. I know his voice. voice. Keep going. And a stranger, will they not follow? They'll flee from him. Why? They don't know. They don't recognize the voice of strangers. Jesus is not the good cowboy. The cowboy drives the herd. Gets behind the cows and drives them. That's not what he's talking about. The eastern shepherd, and it's still done that way in many parts of the world today, would call the sheep. The sheep would be in the pen. And he's going to take them out to pasture. Open the gate up. And sometimes might be multiple herds mixed in together. And they'll come. And the shepherd just starts walking. And goes. Fluffy. (laughs) Beanie. Judy. Bobby. Coco. Come on. Come on, Coco. Come on. And you know what they do? Huh? Here comes Coco. Why? Why? They recognize that one. And even if there are multiple shepherds and the sheep are mixed together, this one can call his, that one can call theirs, and they will separate. And follow. Why? Because they've heard that shepherd all day and all night. They've heard that shepherd in the morning. They've heard that shepherd sing to them at night. Come on, Ohelis. They've heard that same voice. They know that voice. 
They know that voice when they said, Coco, come here. Let me get them cockleburrs out of your hair. <laughs> come here, Fluffy. What you got on your foot? Come here. They know the comforting, soothing voice of the shepherd, and so do we. So do we. Somebody said out loud again, I know his voice. And I won't follow. A strange voice. See, what's a strange voice? That's one you don't know. Hmm? I don't care who it is prophesying to you. Or who, what prophet or prophetess they're supposed to be. If it sounds strange to you, you hear it and you go, hmm, where's that come from? Wow, well, I never thought about that. He. What is that? Don't follow it. Don't. Don't you override. I don't care who they're supposed to be. Don't override your heart. Why? Because if it's him, if it's really him, the same shepherd in them is the one in you. Same shepherd. And if it's really him, you'll go, yeah, 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 I know that voice. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Same voice been talking to me every night and day in my heart and mind since I've been born again. Will be familiar to you. Familiar to you. You know that voice. Keep reading. He said verse 9. I am the door. By me if any man enter in. He'll be saved. He'll go in and out and find pasture. The thief comes not. But for to steal. And to kill. And to destroy. Is God the thief? Could you call the almighty. A thief. Is Jesus a thief? then don't attribute things that steal, kill, and destroy to him. We need to get stronger about this. And uh, there'll be times I I don't want to, you know, we're not, not strife causers, but there are times you don't need to agree with people. They're trying to tell you God did this and God did the other. You may just need to shake your head and go, well, I don't believe that. And you may not need to try to preach to them, but you don't need to agree with it. No, that's stealing. Something was stolen from them. God did not do that. Something was killed in their life. God did not do that. Something was destroyed in their life. God did not do that. Now there's, there's people who want to, they'll get mad and they'll want to fight. And you don't have to do all that. You can just smile and go, let's have some more turkey. (laughs) We don't have to talk about that today. But there are times they need to know you don't believe it. You don't agree with it. And you're not going to go along with it. They can actually be blaspheming your good father. No. He said, I am come. Isn't he contrasting? Two very different sources of very different things. When Jesus comes, is there going to be killing, stealing, and destroying? Because no. he came? No. no, that's a thief. But when Jesus comes, I am come that they might have life. Oh, he's the good shepherd. That they might have life and then they might have it more abundantly put the amplified up there for us I like the amplified it brings out the meaning of the words I came that they may have and enjoy life and have it in abundance to the full till it overflows (laughs) how do we know what's God and what's not God this one verse right here If it's stealing, killing, and destroying, it's not God. If it's life and abundance, hallelujah, and fullness and overflowing, who makes your cup run over? It's your good shepherd, your good God. Keep reading. I am the good shepherd. This is reminiscent of the one Moses heard speak. At the burning bush. When he said I am. I am. The great I am. 
still I am. I am the good shepherd. Somebody say, he is. He is the good shepherd. Oh, say it again. He is. What kind of shepherd? The good shepherd. The good shepherd gives his life for the sheep. He that's a hireling and not the shepherd who's owned the sheep or not sees the wolf coming, leaves the sheep and flees. And the wolf catches them and scatters the sheep. Who's doing that? Not the shepherd. The wolf. The hireling flees because he's a hireling and cares not for the sheep. I am, in case you didn't get it the first time. Come on, somebody tell me who he is, who he is, who he is. I am... The good shepherd. And I know my sheep. How many believe he knows his sheep? Do you believe this next part too though? And am known of mine. Somebody say I know him. I know him. I know his voice. Never say again. I can't hear from God. Never, don't, don't say it even one more time the rest of your life. Treat it like cuss words. We don't talk like that. The Bible said, our steps are ordered of the Lord. Right? I have an unction of the Holy One. And I know all things that I need to know. The Spirit of God leads and guides me into all the truth. He teaches me all things. He brings all things to my remembrance. He's even showing me things to come. Hmm? You need to talk faith. Have faith in his leading. Have faith in the shepherd's shepherding. Because many times he's leading you and you don't even realize it. Mm-hmm. Yep. If you asked him to and you believe him to, how many have walked with the Lord for a little while and you look back and you realize he was leading me? And I didn't even realize it until later. Yeah. You know why? You asked him to. I said, You asked him to. And if you'll follow, he's always leading. If we'll follow, and even when you've made, when you didn't follow. Another scripture also said, all we like sheep have gone astray. If you didn't listen. And you got off, got yourself into trouble. And if your head's clueless as what to do about this big thing. Don't talk what you feel. Talk faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please it. Even if you've made the wrong decision the previous time, begin to say it. No, I don't care. I'm not moved by that. I am led by the Spirit of God. I'm his sheep and I know him. He knows me and I know him. I know his voice. I will do the right thing by the leading of the Lord. As he helps me, I will make the right choices here. He's guiding me. He's leading me. He's, how many understand you need your faith working for you? You need the door open for him to be leading you. Guiding you. You don't need to be standing there talking doubt and unbelieving. Cry, I can't hear from him. I've prayed, I've fasted. I don't know what's wrong. I guess like I'm getting nothing. <laughs> well, your words are stout against the Bible. You're refusing to believe the word. Why? We don't walk by how we feel. I just feel like I'm so far from God. I just feel like I feel like I feel like you sound like a foolish teenager that don't know the Lord. Tell my talk, I feel, I feel, I just feel. Well, yeah, but I really feel. I just feel. I just, I know, but I feel. Well, feel ain't always real. Just because you feel it doesn't mean it's right. Or true. Or real. You can feel all kind of disconnected and frustrated. And that's the biggest time you need to step up and talk some faith. And say, I don't care how I feel. I'm his sheep. And I know his voice. And he is leading me. He's ordering my steps. He's directing my path. And as he helps me, I will know what to do. And I will do the right thing. Give him something to work with. 
Give him something to work with. And you'll find out he's faithful. Again and again. It'll come to you. You'll see it. You'll know it. The more you practice this, the stronger and clearer it becomes. I am the good shepherd. And I know my sheep. And am known of mine. As the Father knows me, even so know I the Father. And I lay down my life for the sheep. Other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Non-Jewish sheep. <laughs> like us. Them also I must bring. Aren't you glad he included you and me? And they shall hear my voice. They'll do what? Hear my voice. And there will be one fold and one shepherd. This would actually correct a lot of wrong ideas. How many folds are there? There's only one. And how many shepherds are there? There's only one. And what kind of shepherd is he? Come on, tell me again. Tell me again. Skip down to verse 27. In case you didn't get it. Look what he says again. Verse 27. My sheep. Do what? Hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. Now, here's the thing the Lord quickened to me today. It took me a while to get to it. What kind of shepherd is he? If you're following him, what are you following? Good. That's right. And where's the good shepherd leading us? To good places. Oh, come on, can you see this? You're following good because he's leading you to good. The psalmist said, I, I follow, I pursue the thing that good is. You're following the good shepherd, you're following good. He's leading you to good. Somebody say, I follow him. I know his voice. Verse 28, he said, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. How many understand? Ain't nobody bigger than God. My father, which gave them me, is greater than all and no man. Actually, man's in italics. That means nobody. That would include any kind of spirit. Nobody is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. Now, here's the choice that we need to make. And the thing we need to get settled in our heart about our good shepherd and where he's leading us to. Go with me to Jeremiah, the 29th chapter. And then I think we're going to look at Psalm 23. I think that'll be enough for you to shout about for right now. Jeremiah 29, 10. Anybody know Jeremiah 29 and 11? 10, 11? <laughs> he tells them, he says, uh, I'm going to visit you and perform my good word towards you. Verse 11, for I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace, not of evil. Does God's plan for us include evil? No. That's not his plan. Now there's a lot of it going on. But it's not his plan. To give you an expected end. Listen to the easy to read. Verse 11. Easy to read translation. I say this because I know the plans I have for you. I have good plans for you. I don't plan to hurt you. That's right. I plan to give you hope and a good future. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Many, many people on this planet 
are not seeking his plan. You know why? Whether they want to say it or not, they think theirs is better. (laughs) They think their idea of what they want in life and for their life, that they know best. But they're wrong. Because they're just a sheep. And the sheep don't know. How many know sheep need a shepherd? Is that right? Why? Because the sheep can get lost. Instead of winding up in the green pasture, wind up in the dry desert. Sheep can get in trouble. Get entangled in the briar bush and the wolf come along. Sheep need a shepherd. Why? Because the shepherd is smarter than the sheep. The shepherd, how many would agree? The shepherd is way smarter than the sheep. Sheep don't know where to go. Even when they think they know where to go. They don't know where to go. Yeah, but we've been going there every year. Yeah, but what you don't know is that got flooded. It's all messed up. The shepherd knows we're not going there this year. Yeah, but we want to go there. We go there every year. <laughs> the shepherd knows things the sheep don't know. That's right. That's right. But you got to become convinced. His plan is the good plan. His plan is the best plan. So I'm going to seek after his good plan. I'm going to seek to follow him because if I follow him, I'm following the good shepherd. I'm following good and good is leading me to good. I mean, the picture of it is the promised land. Isn't it? Has God always been a good God? And his first covenant people, the Israelites that were in Egyptian bondage, did he have a plan for them? Was it a good plan? It's a plan to get them out of slavery where they have been for four centuries. All they knew and daddy knew and grandpa and great grandpa knew was bondage. But God had something better for them. I said he had something better for them. And all they knew was Egypt. That's all they knew. But God knew there was something better than Egypt. There was Canaan's land. They had to irrigate everything out there in Egypt. And he said, no, I've found you a place that sky watered. I rain on it at the right time, and it was. When they first got there, the clusters of grapes were so big, it took two guys to carry them. It was an amazing place. Hallelujah. It was, what word would you use to describe all that? It, it was a good land that flowed with milk and honey. But you know what he ran into with them? They got there, they saw the giants, they saw the iron chariots and the walled cities, and you know what they said? It's not a good land. It's an evil land that will chew you up and spit you out. And they will eat us up. It's an evil. And the Bible said they brought up an evil report about the land, calling it a, a bad land that will eat you up. When the Lord said it's a good land that flows with milk and honey. Can you see what the devil always tries to do? He will show you obstacles and challenges and tell you no. The Christian life, the completely committed to Jesus life, is not a good life. Your fun and partying will be over, and you you won't enjoy it. It won't be good. You just come sit in church with that stuffy bunch, and you don't get to do anything that you like. Hugging a toilet on Sunday morning is not having fun. Is that right? Destroying your car, destroying your relationships is not having fun. Is it? Is it having fun? Is it the good life? People think it is, but it's not. You wind up sick and broke and lonely. Why? Because you get stolen from and you get destroyed. Because you're following the evil one. And you know where he's taking you? 
He's taking you to some evil places. If some bad, you're going to wind up in some bad places. Are there a lot of people that are in some bad places right now in their life? They're in some bad, dark places. How did they get there? By following the thief. By following the killer, the thief, the destroyer. They, no, nobody is in a bad place in their life following the good shepherd. They did not get there. I, some of them will try to tell you that they did, but it's a lie. It's not true. Nobody got in a, an abject mess of a place. Amen. Dejected, I'm trying to say. Mess of a place following the good shepherd. Mm-mm. When you follow him, it gets brighter and brighter. Come on, can you hear his voice? Coco? Huh? Come on. Bobo? Come on, yeah. Juju? Come on. Fluffy? Come on. Why? Look at the 23rd Psalm. Turn to the 23rd Psalm. Why? You think about our own country. And years ago, people left the comfort and safety of Boston and uh, New York, St. Louis, to go west. Oh, brother, were there any obstacles out there? Were there any challenges? Why would you do that? Because they were convinced. There's something good out there, is that right? They were convinced. They had visions of the lush valleys of California. Hallelujah. They had visions. And some things are worth the effort. Some things are worth dealing with the giants and the wall. Is that right? If it's good enough, it's worth it. And when the Lord leads you to somewhere and you run into a giant or you run into a wall, remind yourself, it's got to be good or he wouldn't have me fooling with this. It's going to be worth it. Is that right? It's going to be worth having to overcome this or the Lord wouldn't have led me here. Why? Because what's past the giant? What's past the wall? It's the land that flows with milk and honey. It's the good land. The good plan that God has prepared for us and called us to and drawn us to. Hallelujah. Psalm 23, verse 1. What did he say? You need to read this out loud with me, everybody, everybody. The Lord is mine. You know who your shepherd is? You know him? Does he know you? You know his voice. The Lord's my shepherd. And because he is. I shall not. That's the word for lack. I shall not lack. We already saw earlier in the Psalms. They that seek the Lord shall not want or lack any good thing. Because the Lord's my shepherd. I shall not want or lack any good thing. Why? Because the Lord's my shepherd. He leads me to good places. Hallelujah. <laughs> when Phyllis and I left our home in Mississippi, country boy, she's a bit of a city girl from New Orleans, but man, I, my, my people lived and died in the same county. And uh, I mean, you know, for a country boy, I had one of the best jobs in the area. And I had a, uh, a 37 Ford Coupe and a good pickup. And a good dog that caught my frisbee. And a beautiful wife. I got it made. Country boy. I've arrived. Huh? <laughs> my grandparents and my parents want to give me the land. Uh, when they pass on that they're my great great granddad acquired. And, you know. Just got it made. And I begin to. As I began to seek the Lord, though, I got dissatisfied. And I didn't know why. You know why? 
the shepherd was calling me. Hallelujah. In my late teens, began to just work in me so strong. I, I had all everything a country boy could want, but some way or another, I'm not satisfied. And and begin to realize the Lord's calling me. He's got he what's he what's he saying? Coco? Keith? Come on. Now now what's gotta happen with me though? I've got to come to the conclusion that he knows better than me. If not, I'm not going to leave. If I think I know what to do, I know what I want, then I'm not going to follow him. And millions that he's called have not followed. I don't claim to have done it perfectly, but thank God by the grace of God, Phyllis and I loaded up our little pickup our little 69 Chevy and our Vega. Whew, almost a car. <laughs> we look like the Beverly Hillbillies. And we drove out west and went. Why? Why would you do it? Leave family, leave everything you know. We didn't have money. We didn't know how it's going to work. Why would you do it? Whether you expressed it or not, you became convinced God has something good for me over there. Is that right? right. And I'm going to follow him. I don't know what it is. I don't know how it is. Well, after 20 some years there, he had blessed us. We're in the best shape we've ever been in. The Lord gave us a nice house. I had a little airplane, got a hangar, got it paid for a traveling ministry full time and like it. And got an office and, and got things, you know, happy. And the Lord dealt with us, leave all that and go to Branson. I thought, Branson? I'd never really thought about Branson. First thing I want to know is what about the airport? And oh man, it's about that long. It's got a cliff on both ends. <laughs> and you couldn't have your own hangar. And I thought, how am I going to travel out of there? And I looked at thing after thing. And we had just, Phyllis had just, had believed God for a couple of years to redo her kitchen. She wanted a nice kitchen. And somebody actually at one point walked up and handed her the money and said, do what it is you got on your desire. She just got finished with it. In time for us to leave. <laughs> After several days, weeks actually, of praying about that, I thought, are you really going to do this? You're going to leave your connections here? You're going to leave everything you've built and walk away and basically start over from scratch? You going to do this? And I'm, I'm shaving one day. And these thoughts are going through my mind. Are you really going to do this? And the Lord spoke to my heart. Oh, he's so good. He said, Keith, I don't mean I heard an audible voice inside me. Do you believe I'm able to give you better than this? To do better for you than this? I set my razor down. I said, yes, sir. I mean, by this time, I've been walking with him for a number of years. I should know this. I said, yes, sir, I do. Forgive me. I'm going to quit arguing about it. Here we go. Here we go. Hallelujah. We sold everything. We liquidated. We pulled up. Thank God our staff came with us. They all moved with us. Every one of them. Hallelujah. And we hadn't been there a few weeks. And the Lord said, he, he gave me a word. As I was seeking him one day, he said, I'm going to give you the best of Branson. And he has. I said, he has. Uh, the, the church there, the property, the house, everything. Much better. Much better. And he said, I got something I want you to come check out in Sarasota. The further I go, I'm learning. When the good shepherd says, Coco, Bobo, come on, are y'all with me? When the good shepherd says, Sally, Bob, Tom, Susan, come on, when the good shepherd, come on, does he know your name? Then he'll call your name. And what does he want you to do? Is he going to make you do it? He's not the good cowboy. He's not going to get behind you. He's not going to drive you. He's not going to make you. I've had preachers get up in my face and say, well, I tell you one thing, when God gets ready, he will make you. I said, no, he won't. You're wrong. 
If he was going to make anybody do anything, he'd make people get saved and miss hell. Is that right? And he doesn't do that. And if he's not going to do that, he's not going to make you do lesser things. When he calls, it's up to you whether you follow or not. Many choose not to. By the grace of God, I choose yes. Come on, have me with me. I want to follow him. Why? Because I know if he's leading you somewhere, it's somewhere good. Oh, hallelujah. And look at the good things that happened for us in Branson. The word supply came out of that. Oh, hallelujah. And all our friends and family there. And the good things that come out here in Sarasota. And he's already talked to me about some more good things coming out down here. Oh, hallelujah. If he leads you to come, then come. Come on. And you may encounter a wall or a giant, but believe God and come through it and come over it because on the other side is the promised land, Canaan's land, the good land. <laughs> I'm going to follow him. Come on, somebody say, I know him. I know his voice. I'm going to follow him wherever he leads. Lord, wherever you lead, I'm going to follow you because I trust you. I know you're taking me somewhere good. <laughs> I'm going to follow him all the way to heaven. How about you? I may believe that. that's going to be good too. That's going to be off the chart good. Finish reading this with me. The Lord... Is what? Come on, you need to say that my with some emphasis. The Lord is my shepherd. My shepherd. And as a result, I don't lack. I don't want for any good thing. Keep reading. He makes me to lie down in green pasture. Now when you see a sheep lying down in the pasture in the middle of the day, you know why? Because it's a full fat sheep. That's why he'd be up trying to find something to eat. And when you're laying down in the middle of the pasture, it's because your belly's so full, you can't eat anymore. And you're laying down in the breeze and the, the rich grass is waving over your head. How'd you get to such a pasture? Following the good shepherd. He leads me. How'd you get there? How'd you get there? He led me beside the still waters. Oh, beautiful, clear, clean, refreshing, healthy water. He restores my soul. He leads me. You keep seeing this, don't you? Who's leading? That means you're not leading yourself. You're not letting the, the thief lead you to a bad place. You're not letting other people lead you. He's leading me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Keep going. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. How many know sometimes on the way to a good place, you got to go by a place that's not so good? But you're not stopping there. Children of Israel were headed to the promised land, but they had to come through the wilderness to get there. And it was not a good place. But the Lord didn't intend for them to wander around out there for 40 years. They're supposed to go through it and get there. It was only because of rebellion and unbelief that they stood out there so long. Because he couldn't convince them it was a good land he's leading them to. No. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? Because my good shepherd is with me. He's got his rod. He's got his staff. What does that mean? He is going to get me through this area to get me to the good land he's leading me to. I'm going to make it through. I'm not going to perish here in the valley of the shadow of death or out in the wilderness. Why? Because God's with me. He's protecting me. He's guiding me. And if something tries to jump out of the bushes to get me, the next thing they're going to feel is a rod up against their head. Is that right? And if you, and you want to stay next to the shepherd's leg. Right, right there. 
You want to follow hard, close to him. So if he stops real quickly, you run into his back. So if anything tries to get you, it's got to come through him. Verse 5. You prepare a table before me. But they're in the presence of my enemies. <laughs> you anoint my head with oil. Is all this good? Is this good? Full table. Anointed head. My cup. Runneth over. Does this sound like a good life? The good life. Why? How'd you get here to this table? You followed the leading of the good shepherd. Surely. It, verse 1 starts with good and it ends with good. And there's good all in the middle. Come on, can you see it? This is about the good shepherd and the good place he leads his sheep to. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me. Why? Why? Now hold up, hold up. Why is it trailing you? Because you're trailing him. Come on, can you see this? You're following good. You are in the wake of good. Hallelujah. There's a jet stream of good flowing out of the good shepherd. And you are swimming in good because you're following close behind the good shepherd. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me. Now we're going to get into this a little bit later. Notice, how's it following you? Well, you're following him. But if it's following you, there is goodness in your wake. Which is another message. (laughs) This has to do with the effect of your life on others and people around about you. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me as long as you're following him. All the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the the good Lord, the good shepherd. How many believe it's a good house? Forever. What do you got to look forward to? A whole lot more good. Stand on your feet, everybody. This ministry has been brought to you today free of charge by the partners of More Life Ministries and Faith Life Church. If you would like to help send this word to others at no charge, you can become a word sender today. For more information, visit our website at morelife.org.